Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. The main distinctive of us classical Pentecostals is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We believe there are two receptions of the Spirit, one at conversion for regeneration, the other at spirit baptism for empowerment. At conversion, the Holy Spirit does a work of washing and regeneration in the life of a sinner. This is the first blessing. Separate and subsequent to this is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the second blessing. This is the promise of the Father, of Jesus baptizing believers, those already converted in the Spirit, to receive supernatural power, to be His witnesses to all the world. So there are two blessings. Conversion is not the same moment a believer is Spirit-baptized. The new convert has the indwelling of the Spirit in some measure, but will receive the fuller infilling at Spirit baptism. Notice the two words I have used, indwelling and infilling. A born-again believer has received the indwelling of the Spirit, but a Spirit-baptized believer has received the infilling of the Spirit. To classical Pentecostals, the initial outward evidence of the Spirit baptism is speaking in tongues. This explains why the 120 stopped tearing and waiting in the upper room after the day of Pentecost. The moment they spoke in tongues, they knew that they knew that they knew that they had received the promise of the Father. Now, the term baptism in the Holy Spirit can be found in all four Gospels and is repeated by both Jesus and Peter in the book of Acts. It is never the baptism of the Spirit. In this baptism, the Holy Spirit is not the baptizer. Jesus is the baptizer, and He's fully immersing believers into the Spirit until we are filled, soaked, saturated, thoroughly drenched, and completely overwhelmed by the Spirit. In Jesus' own life, we see these two blessings. In the incarnation, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. He was literally born of the Spirit. Growing up, the Holy Spirit was his constant and intimate companion. But at his baptism by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit came upon him in power to equip him for public ministry. Jesus was full of the Spirit and returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. From that point, he preached powerful sermons and moved in mighty miracles. The Father has given the Holy Spirit without limit to Jesus. So Jesus experienced two separate blessings. We see these two blessings very clearly in the book of Acts. Case number one, the original apostles were born again prior to Jesus' ascension. On Easter Sunday, after Jesus' resurrection, He appeared to the disciples and breathed on them to receive the Holy Spirit. Many scholars accept this to be the moment of regeneration for the disciples. There is no doubt that they received the Holy Spirit that night. This was the first blessing. Yet Jesus instructed them to wait further in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. When Jesus will baptize them, with the Holy Spirit. True enough, 
On the day of Pentecost, the disciples experienced the second blessing when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Case number two, when Philip went to Samaria, the Samaritans responded to his preaching and were clearly converted. They believed in the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ and were baptized, both men and women. There can be no question that these new converts were born again of the Spirit. They received the first blessing. But when the news of their conversion reached Jerusalem, Peter and John were sent to pray for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had the first blessing, but now they needed a second one. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Two blessings and two receptions of the Spirit. Case number three, Saul of Tarsus was converted on the way to Damascus. He was born again. He had his first blessing. Three days later, he was visited by Ananias who addressed him as Brother Saul, which indicates that he was now a brother in Christ. And Elias then laid his hands on Saul for both healing and the infilling of the Spirit. Three days after his conversion, Jesus wanted Saul to be filled with the Spirit to receive his second blessing. Then after that, he was water baptized. Case number four. When Peter went to Caesarea to the home of Cornelius, a Gentile, his entire household believed the gospel. They were converted and baptized in the Spirit almost simultaneously. They believed, were born again, and immediately baptized in the Holy Spirit. How did Peter know that? Cornelius and his household received the Spirit baptism just like Peter and his fellow disciples did on the day of Pentecost. They also spoke in tongues, praising God. Two blessings happened in rapid succession. They were then water baptized. Case number five, at Ephesus, Paul met a group of disciples, born again followers of Christ. They already had the first blessing. The fact that Paul asked the question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe, means that it is not a foregone conclusion that a convert is automatically baptized in the Spirit. In this case, Paul is implying that one can be a believer and not yet receive the Holy Spirit upon discovering that they weren't properly water baptized and had yet to receive the Spirit, he baptized them and then laid hands on them to pray for the Spirit baptism. Thereafter, they received the second blessing. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. What can we conclude from these five examples in the book of Acts? Firstly, sometimes the two blessings of conversion and spirit baptism can have a considerable lapse of time. Days, weeks, perhaps even months and years like in the case of Ephesus. Number two, sometimes these two experiences can happen almost simultaneously like in the case of Caesarea. But the Spirit's first blessing of regeneration must logically precede the second blessing of empowerment. Number three, in three of the five cases, there was the clear initial outward evidence of speaking in tongues. In Paul's case at Damascus, 
We can't be sure if there was an, the outward evidence of tongues, but we know that we know from his writings that Paul spoke in tongues a lot. In the case of Samaria, there was no mention of tongues, but we know that there was an impressive outward sign that was seen by all. Could it be tongues? We don't know for sure, but we shouldn't be surprised if it was. So as classical Pentecostals, we have a very strong and sound biblical basis to believe in the two blessings of the Holy Spirit. At conversion, we receive the Holy Spirit as He regenerates us in the new birth. From this point, we receive the indwelling of the Spirit. But when Jesus baptizes us in the Spirit, we receive the second blessing, the infilling of the Spirit. We also believe that speaking in tongues is the initial outward evidence of spirit baptism. God bless. Thank you.